You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. So are we. Welcome to Axe the Grind. The hard we are vaccinated. Uh, we, yeah, actually, we are the three of us. Although I've never checked your papers, fellas. What's going on? Maybe you could send me a. I'll show a you screen. my boosted one. Do you want um, me to send you the link to my NYC COVID Safe app? Boom. Wow, you got that? Got to have it. You got really? that app. So track it. That's how they track you. That's how Soros tracks it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a I got a cluster of nano sentinels in my elbow, but I also like to have my phone tracking too. You know, Tom, <laughs> kudos to you for going Soros instead of Bill Gates. Bill Gates too easy. Mm. Yeah, I mean he, you know, low hanging fruit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so ev- you are. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. Yo, I guarantee there's a podcast that has nothing to do with public health where the people introduce themselves as I'm Patrick and I'm vaccinated, and then the next guy goes. <laughs> oh, I guarantee. <laughs> Can you please introduce yourself on worst possible timeline like that? Just see what Eric does. I don't even think you guys do intros, but you should do that. Just like, uh, welcome to worst possible timeline. I'm Patrick. I'm vaccinated. Just see what what skits Eric has. Like, what? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> and then they, meanwhile, whatever podcast it is, it probably goes into like. And today we're going to talk about the the quadruple murder that the father killed the three children and an unborn baby along with his wife. Like, but hey, we're vaccinated. Oh, um, sorry. Yo, yo. By the way. I, 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 let's pause real quick because I need to go in on that for a second. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors. Patrick, warm up your vocals. Get some noises uh, ready. Uh, Run for cover that. records. Oh. Death Wish Inc. <laughs> and today's uh, main characters. To Live a Lie. And closed casket activities. Tom, the best part about this, I try to figure out what he's trying to do. And I'm like, was that a dog? That might have been an arrow. It's awesome. I can never figure out. He's just making arbitrary sound. That's the sign of a Foley artist. He's he's gotten to that level, Tom, where he's halfway. um, He's past the Will Ferrell character from old school when he's – what is it? Blank the, Frank tank. the tank. What is it? Frank, Frank the tank. tank. That that's what I picture Patrick doing by himself, um, running around naked. And, uh, you know, uh, that's Streaking. that's on those really. Those are those crazy Albany nights. Um, and he's on his way. You you still got a ways to go to the. Uh, oh, what is it? Um, police academy, dude. The Michael the, Winslow, the, the Goat Jones. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, um, artist. Tom, close casket activities. Kick it off. All right, we're going up to uh, Troy, New York. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was doing that voice. I don't know if there's an. Uh, we'll, we'll, we like to talk about memes as a way to in, like reach out to your friends mm. that may be going through some stuff. Mm. There was one that I that was like an earworm for me. Uh, 
but people would be like talking about, I think it's Chicago pizza. And they're like, but where's the cheese? And the guy would go, it's under the sauce. But the cheese. And it's like, it's under the sauce. And that's what I kept hearing when I was like, we're going up to Troy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to close casting activities who had, um, we secretly told you that you'd have to be ready at midnight going in from Tuesday into Wednesday of last week. Because mm. they had a pretty big record coming out, um, a secret mm. drop. Um, the new Vane FM, Vane.fm record, uh, This World is Going to Ruin You. I will always call them Vane, so I apologize to them. And I apologize to the label, but they'll always be Vane to me. I don't think uh, they mind, but you know. No. Yeah, I don't know if it's like some kind of legal thing. Um, but yeah, so record is recorded with Will Putney. Um, it's up for pre-order now. A lot of the more rare colors are being, are sold out. They did a picture disc. Shout out to mm. bring them back to the 90s. No but they shit. did a picture they, disc. That's, that's pretty cool. Picture disc looks cool, too. Yeah, it's and it's like in a cover. So it's not just the picture disc like laying around in a clear bag, no. which is how it was in the 90s, which sucked. Um, yeah, they have uh, Oxblood and Silver Striped with Oxblood Splatter picture disc and Cloudy Swamp Green left over. Um, at the moment of recording, we don't the, know yeah. what's going to be there when you hear this. So Yeah, they probably might, they might all be gone, but you should check. Go to CloseCasketActivities.com, check it out. Um, the record will be out in very be- the very early March, which coincides with their tours with our pals Touche Moore. Mm. Uh, good luck. Um, shout out to Close Casket Activities. The, the coolest... Uh, every record he does looks awesome. And I was just thinking about that, Tom, like thinking about ordering copies of records. And I'm like, you know, I usually don't opt for a picture disc, but a picture disc in the full sleeve with everything else. It's not about, right, doesn't it feel like when you get a picture disc or when they used to have them, when they were more prevalent, it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. Oh cool. This is just like a harder piece of vinyl in a plastic sleeve. Yeah. No lyrics. Yeah, and and you know I'm not I'm not gonna play Jimmy audiophile, but but the always like oh picture discs don't sound good like they they the don't sound very good, right? But when you actually get the whole thing and you get this cool looking package, I understand it. So closedcasketactivities.com, check it out. Tell them we sent you. Uh, moving very quickly, haha, to to livealie.com. Enter that web store, uh, guys. You, you see what I did there? I, um, I liked it. Got two. Uh, throwback recommendations like like I don't want to say retro I don't want to say it's certainly it's it's actually vintage because of literal age um, but I got a, a an apparel recommendation and a v- music recommendation which I start with um, give me a music recommendation okay so the Scholastic Death both bookstore core LP is a compilation of all the recordings from 2000 to 2002. Um, so let me be totally upfront. I didn't like the vibe of like this, like nerd core weird thing. The bookstore core thing. Like I just thought I was like, I don't know about this. I actually got a chance to see this band live at old coups in. I'm sorry. Say that again. I got to see Scholastic that <laughs> live at yeah. the old Coos Cafe. The old, the, yes, the old Coos. Yeah, so Coos Cafe was a thing and was for a long time, but there was an old location and a new location. No, you're thinking of the Shea Cafe. Coos no, was Riverside, Long Beach, and Santa oh. Ana, I think. So I was at the Santa Ana location. I think it was Santa. Anyways, I was at the old location and got to see them, and they were awesome and. 
the music rips fast. Um, you know, they cite heresy, and I think that's actually pretty on. I liked this, uh, and and this was Hyrax Max was the singer of this band. So um, yeah, this is a cool record. It's actually this is the second pressing. Uh, red cover. There's 200 copies on red vinyl available. Go get that. Um, it is worth your time. It's one of the better bands of that era in terms of the actual quality of the music. Yeah, I'm sure I've said this here. This is a fast band that that I think is good. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't. I, to be honest, I did not know a thing about this act except I like the one piece of album art that I that mm-hmm. I think it's white. But at any rate, yeah, it, white seven inch cover. It's cool. It, it, I would. I just liked it, so I checked it out. This was a while back, and really, really was like of high of high qu- quality and caliber. Yes, so. it, it's it's actually honestly. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Ken Ramsey, is doing a book on um, the early two thousands thrash era, and it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure Shining Life Press is going to be putting that out. We'll have more info on that later on, but um, it's really cool. I haven't. I've read a couple previews of it, and um, not not the whole thing, just little chapters. It's cool. I would say this band should be one of the highlights of the entire era. Um, I think it's Dead Nation. It's Tear It Up. It's What Happens Next. It's Life's Halt. A couple others I'm probably forgetting, but Scholastic Death's right in that mix of bands who actually were of quality from this era. And I actually, I mean, musically, I like them more than what happens next. So, um, yeah. So check out Scholastic Death. And while you're there and while you're in this mindset, the label, 625, kind of uh, like married to Thrashcore, the whole sound of it, um, and really fast hardcore, um, for a long time, did a DRI ripoff logo shirt, uh, very synonymous with the time and synonymous with the label as well. Yo, they reprinted some of these. Look great. Um, they have them available on toliveli.com. Go pick one up. Thrash. Thrash. Let's go. Guys, how we feeling? How we doing today? This is 1090 Jig, and I'm rocking with y'all if you're rocking with me. <laughs> That's my new YouTube obsession. I've been making my father watch it. It's a guy who mm-hmm. runs a YouTube named End of Sentence, which is just all prison stories. And uh, like, it's it's just a guy who is like a, a white Tampa blood who uh, went through the juvie system and then ended up incarcerated for like, I don't know, four years or something. And it's just, he just reports on new stuff, always rappers, almost always rappers. So, and he starts it off with, this is 1090 Jake, and I'm rocking with y'all if you're rocking with me. And like that, that. that's my new greeting for it. everybody. Check out End of Sentence. Uh, tell them uh, uh, Axe to Grind sent you. Tom, how are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm down with you. I'm with you if you're with me or something. Whatever Pat said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, uh, I just you finished the game. We got some snow. It all melted away. We're supposed to get some more uh, Thursday night into Friday, maybe. We'll see. Uh, kid had a snow day. That's wow. That's a fun thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. It was. It's nice. It's like an ease. Back snow days exist league. anymore. Yeah. Or do you just go to school remotely now? No. Um, it was. It was a true snow day for him. Um, and okay, they cool. even had it last year. Was. Not last year. The year they went full remote. Oh, it was later. I think for kids who had it full remote last year, 
my son was in school. They had in school in his school. Uh, that was a lot of school. Um, the ones who were remote, I think the distinguishment between snow day or not snow day was, was pretty blurry. So, um, sure. So he had a real snow day, but it wasn't much of one. I guess he gets to play out in the snow, and that's fun. Um, yo, I have no desire to play in the snow. Like I'll go on a sled. That's cool. Like negative, go, you know, right? But like no, no interest in r- making a snow angel or even th- throwing snowballs. No, don't, I don't want to touch in it. Snow. Like going down to the snowy beach is kind of cool. That's fun. That's fun for sure. Yeah. Um, and I but, do like I do like dumb suburban shit a lot. Like. I got a friend who still kind of has like a weird back thing because uh, it's like a just a suburban thing that you got to do when one of you gets a car at fucking mm. school number 17 or whatever. And you put a you, you tie a sled to the back of the vehicle yeah. uh, on the snowy days. And I think <laughs> you everybody don't go over, don't hit 40. Don't even try to hit 40. Yeah, Human beings aren't idea. supposed to go 40 miles per hour, uh, not in some type of metal shell. So. Uh, and even then, it's deadly. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Forty miles per hour in a car accident can kill you quite easily. So, uh, but we were young and dumb, obviously. So, the fact that our friend uh, hit a uh, not a not a manhole cover, but uh, 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 the the circle grates that that certain neighborhoods have that go down, uh, and you know, he only got like probably like a foot of air, but that foot of air cost him maybe an inch of his height because <laughs> he hasn't what? been the same since. So, so everybody be careful out there, but I do like that shit. I think that shit's fun. But would you do it now? Cause like, yo, I like that shit and I like thinking about it. Like I even liked like being a 17 year old with friends with shitty cars. It's like, Oh cool. That entire parking lot's iced over. Let's just go skid around in the cars. I'll I'll do that today. <laughs> okay. I love doing that. Uh, I I think that driving in the snow is really fun. Uh, yeah. I don't get stressed out about it. I I, I like it. Uh, but would I do? I could do like a ten mile per hour on the back of somebody's. Yeah, I would. I would do the sled thing. This is not advocacy. Everybody, don't run out and do this. But I would do ten miles per hour, which, by the way, can still kill you, everybody. But oh yeah. Uh, it, it is, uh, I would do 10. Tom, do you have any questions for suburban drivers and how like ridiculous some of this nonsense that we're talking about is? <clears throat> no, I mean, I've watched enough, um, teenage comedies. Yeah. Um, yeah you get it. You get the, yeah. Gist. It's just funny. Like, I feel like Pat was like, you know, I don't care about driving in snow, but we'll route tours to avoid it. That's not, not wrong. I goddamn. Ha- don't get me started. Uh, some Colorado people in Colorado were just stuck in, traffic people like in richmond no that's 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 yeah i think you're talking about virginia that's two 95 different places. two different oh, places really? i was gonna oh. i was not gonna mention virginia because it didn't support my argument the, the, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna support i was just gonna shoot some shit at colorado yo i want to i want to put out to the people who are stuck in that i got stuck on 95 in virginia exactly where this is it's um is it fredericksburg which is north of richmond but still pretty far south of dc I was driving. I mean, it was a blizzard like 10 years ago. I was driving in a empty cargo van by myself and uh, on like what felt like a foot of packed snow and ice on 95 North and ended up having to pull off, like got stuck in traffic for like six hours 
when I finally got to an exit with anything there, I pulled off. And it was the type of thing where it's like you're driving and you're just skidding along. Like you're not really yeah. moving. And uh, got a hotel. And to to re to double back to last week, um, that is not the last time I had Pizza Hut. But the last time I think I had Domino's, ordered it, uh, walked and picked it up because I didn't feel comfortable having someone deliver it. So I walked down the street to pick it up, bring it back. And it was one like it was one of the grossest things I've eaten in a long time. <laughs> and like it's the kind of thing where you're starving. I haven't eaten all day. I eat a slice and I'm like almost gagging it down. And I'm like, oh, that's so bad. I guess I have to eat another slice just to make this sort of worth it. And then put the rest of the pizza outside, outside my room. I was like, I can't have this in my hotel room while I'm here. Wow. This is, it <laughs> wow. smelled so bad. It was so bad. Ugh. I should say, I should uh, stipulate uh, that uh, I driving in snow and driving in ice are two different things. Yeah. Ice, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ice will ruin ice. your fucking day. Yo, so and on the mountains driving, and stuff, I get it. Driving in, in snow that's coming down slow, it's kind of peaceful. It's nice. I don't mind it. Um. So, yo, uh, we will talk about hardcore. Um, I just played uh, Catan for like two hours. Have either of you ever played Catan? I don't even sure. know what that is. There's is a dude named Catan that moshes in Brooklyn. Really? I wonder if he prefers. Dude. I wonder if he prefers war or wheat or grain. Is um, war or wheat? Yeah. So, or Tom, it's 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 a, probably, it's a, probably war. He he like wears like stuff in the pit. You would know him. He's got oh. dreads. Hard it modern. is a it's a settlement uh, game. It, it's a game where you you, you have to uh, like get resources and expand and whatever. Yeah, and uh, build up and it's it's fun. Uh, but play it with with the fam. And uh, I've gotten into quite a streak. I'm I'm I've been dominant the last few rounds. I think they're getting pretty frustrated about it. So that game <laughs> that game wrapped up like three minutes before I jumped in here. Um, Yo, uh, hardcore 2022. Um, so, so what, what we talked about a little bit about what we were excited about. We didn't get too specific. What else is there to talk about? We haven't been going to shows. We're about to start doing eighties mosh madness. I'm going to get you guys some, some stuff to listen to in the next day. So nice. we can record next week. Oh, didn't I start that? Uh, what's that? I think I started. Didn't the, you, start, uh, you started. I think you started a playlist, but uh, but that's just everything. I'm going to give you the like this versus this. You know what I mean? Oh, God. yeah, 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 yeah. Like matchups. So we'll start in on that. Um, what else is there to even talk about, guys? Um, how was FIA? <laughs> we can't say. Yeah, we're recording just uh, the behind the curtains. We're recording this a few days behind before FIA. Hopefully, it goes um, smoothly. Everyone goes and has a good time and leaves and is healthy and nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to FYA. Uh, it, 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 hoping the best for that, for this weekend. It, we, we talked about it uh, obliquely maybe cause we didn't say FYA. I don't think, but, but uh, it's a, it's a trying time for everybody and their plans. Like when the last time we recorded, we were talking about, Oh yeah, the, the new year's show will be great. <laughs> like and then, right, right. Uh, and then it didn't happen. Uh, so this is a, and, and we talk about this off air a great deal. There is uh, there's this other element 
you know, it, it's, all of us know Bob Wilson who does that festival yep. uh, w- with a friend, right? I, I, I forget if there's two fellows, right? But whatever. The point is, Bob Wilson, uh, Kevin, Hare. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Lee Hare. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we all know him and we want good things for him. Yeah. So 100%. there's this other element when we talk about shit where we're being objective and trying to talk about like just, the, but there's also like in the back of our minds, like Bob's known him a hundred years. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in right. the back of his, in the back of our minds, we're going, I, I hope it's not, I hope he's not going through a stress right now you know what i mean i but guarantee he you he is going through a stress right now yeah right exactly we just hope it's not that bad you know what i mean so uh i hope that all as they said i hope that that all works out and we get good reports uh for our next episode uh but yeah i mean that's real right like terror just canceled some shit right mm-hmm. uh, yep. they canceled the whole ride down they what they're going straight from la to florida yeah that that's uh I mean, this is what we were told, right? We were told that uh, January was going to be a disaster zone with a lot of stuff getting dropped. February might be messy. And then uh, I'm sure there's people that are nervous about March, but I don't know. I I don't know if I told you guys this uh, off air, maybe. A friend who's a booking agent was uh, conveying that a lot of bands are just kind of internally snapping. (laughs) Like guys who have been along for the let's be safe let's do everything the right way sort of thing uh, since the beginning are kind of reaching their limit. Uh, and I get it. Like I really do, you know? Uh, so I'm, I guess I'm keeping everybody in my thoughts and I don't normally say that for musicians, but, <laughs> but I, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I truly, I get it because as we've talked about, and we won't beat this to death because we know it's a topic that, that, uh, been beaten whatever, to they, death by everyone for yeah, two years. Exactly. Yeah. There's two ways to lose here. If you're a pro core band that uh, performing music is a part of your uh, livelihood, then that hurts uh, or all of your livelihood that hurts. And then there's also the other element where if you're fucking 22 and you are excited to play music with your friends and you are uh, just, you don't have any grand ambitions to be a, a, a long-lived band, but you would like to get out there and play some shows before two of you got to go to college or grad school or whatever the fuck kids do now. I don't fucking know, but like join a trades trades wow. union, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck you go do. to Votech. Uh, yeah, whatever. You know, I, but like the uh, cut hair. I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah, I got no idea. I mean, you'd all be better off probably being electricians at this point. But but the, uh, the, the, the so maybe you're missing out on that like fun part of of uh being young I, I i don't know so there's different ways to that this just sucks and uh so whatever I, i'm i'm feeling for people and i also but i'm also watching from afar going oh this is kind of interesting like some of the bands that that were really out front about being safe kind of aren't <laughs> anymore you know what i mean because they're at the they're at the place where their partners are like hey what do you mean you're going out this summer? Like we're finally have a decent income. You know, like the mortgage is not in jeopardy. Mm. Like, what do you mean you're going back to being a band this summer? Like establish yourself in your career or whatever. So, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are, are, as my friend conveyed, uh, frustrated and, and reaching a point. Do you think, 
Uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't even want to ask a question that dwells too far into this. Uh, everybody stay safe out there. Yeah, <laughs> I got a, I got a question in your heads that. and out there, please. That's totally unrelated to this. Okay, hit me. So um, I don't know if you've noticed, Pat. Um, we've talked about this before. You're usually the subject of some texts and some direct messages. Um, usually Tuesday afternoons or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I would imagine Bob gets the same. He's just not as vocal about Bob, it. Bob gets haters. You get people that are like, Patrick is on the radical fringe. <laughs> Bob yeah, gets people. I get Bob, like, I love his music and what a genius, but what a fucking idiot. Yeah, like that's what I get. I, yeah, Bob gets the opposite. My Bob friends gets- just say, that dude fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, my friends actually, all the people that complain to me usually like you, but that's they cool. go, really? He thinks people, are scientists are saying, go out and get this. I go, no. I find them for these people. Yo, I feel like my friends just say, yo, that dude like Snapcase? What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah, dude, I I got a New York hardcore guy that I can send you to. Um, (laughs) But here's something that came up in a conversation. Um, I won't out them, but they'll know who we are, who they are. So we were talking about the uh, new, the the B side, I guess it would be, of the new drug church single. uh, Mm. What is it? Detective Lieutenant? Uh Very good. Very good song. Very great song. So my friend was like, you know what? It's funny. That song made a better argument for it. That was better than any argument Pat has made on the podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living. And every week, I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Mm. About, you know, cancel culture and all this sort of stuff. Uh, I, I am an artist. Right. But like, you know, but, but it's like you were you were more convincing in a two and a half minute punk song than in a three hour podcast. They were saying, oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that me no speaking no good. Yeah, yeah the I, lyrics are great. It, I, I'm like Eminem. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good. <laughs> stop. Full stop. Full stop. That's I'm it. like Eminem. Bleach blonde hair. <laughs> Mama spaghetti. Um, yeah. So. Um, my question for you. Oh, yeah. That, that actually is going to segue. Please continue. Is what comes first, the episode or the lyric? Like if you had anything, any kind of feeling jogged by an episode that made you want to write lyrics or are you writing those lyrics simultaneously and that's why you bring them into the ep- to the podcast? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I, I when I write so just lyrics, all engrossing that you're like, this is my whole life. I'm going to talk about it to Eric. I'm going to talk about it to Bob and Tom, and then I'm going to put it on record. Look, Tom. Uh, I mean, pe- pe- he's people, a lot like Eminem. That's true. <laughs> people spaghetti, pointed. Yeah, spaghetti, I'm like Eminem. Tom, hold on, I'll, I'll just end it there. Tom, I'm like Eminem. Pause. So yeah. th- that's a uh, th- that's like the whole thing, right? Is is uh, people have pointed this out that I'm like very one note for some listeners. Like if you don't give a like shit vocal, about yeah. kind of like the the social climate of the moment, that and you right. know like my uh, it, it, I mean 
I get it. Like I probably sound like a fucking chore to you. <laughs> you know it's mean? so, like it, it's, but here's the thing. Like, yeah, I get it. Like um, Dave Chappelle and nuclear war aren't the same things, but like I, I enjoy the music from the eighties that is about nuclear war because it was what was going on and what was current to those people at that time. So like it's, if I'm singing about whatever's going on in in the world that day, I understand it's like pretty fucking dated in 10 years, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's also interesting to me in the moment. And that's, I'm not playing for 10 years from now. I'm I'm playing to keep myself engaged in things, you know? So you're you're trying to lose yourself in the music, the moment, right? You got it. Right. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yo, so have you ever written a song, Patrick? Uh, we, we noted with our guests from last week that uh, he hurt himself badly while he was singing a song that is like a, I, I, I jokingly refer to it as a love song to his best friend, but I mean, it, like it kind of literally just is that. Yeah. Um, have you ever wrote, what is the nicest song you've ever written lyrically? Like nice to, not, not to a significant other or love interest, um, but to a a friend or other person who isn't, you know, your uh, your your partner or former partner. So I, I can't answer that because I don't know that there. I I wouldn't know what would spring to mind. But I, I've wanted to for years and years to try to achieve what that Waterboys song does. Uh, are you familiar with that song, "The Hole of the Moon"? Mm, no, uh, pretty sure it's Irish band. Okay. Um, so. The Hole of the Moon is the only hit that they had over here. And I think, oh, yes, this song. Okay. I think a very minor hit. Uh, but the song is lyrically, it's like I, I get emotional when I hear it because it's, it's about admiration for a peer. Mm-hmm. And it, it's about somebody, like, if I'm taking the l- lyrics uh, correctly, it's about somebody that maybe was set to be more than you could ever be. Yep. And maybe they didn't for whatever reason, right? Like maybe they, maybe they yeah. flew too close. I saw to the crescent and you saw the whole moon. Whole it, and moon. yeah, ex- think about that line. Yeah. I, fantastic. Like, really well. I, I f- forgot this song existed. It, beautiful. This was song. a minor hit. You're right. Weird. Be- beautiful song. That's just a, like about this idea that you could, like somebody could so impress you and, and, and they're, but they're just your peer. They, that's not somebody that you grew up, mm. uh, like, like a mentor or, or, or uh, you know, like an older brother, even it's, it, it's sure. uh, just pure. Right. It, and, and I think that that's like, I, I would love to try to achieve what this song does, which is like a weird melancholy about what maybe the person didn't achieve, but also like just this deep, like admiration. I, admiration is the thing. Admiration and gratitude are two things that you don't mm. hear in music very much. It's you hear love obviously, and you hear anger a lot, and then maybe you hear like melancholy, like just like a feeling loss. You hear loss yeah, a lot, yeah. But 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 you don't hear these sort of like other like you could call them virtues, or you could just call them experiences, whatever. Uh, but like gratitude, huge one, and admiration, I never hear. That's why when that so- when I heard that song, like however long ago, fucking fifteen years ago or whatever, my mind blew up. I was like, holy shit! And like you know, like there's actually this is why. I, going back to our conversation last episode, actually, this is why I think Ray Capo's shelter era mm. really deserves some examination on the lyrical end because it, he's touching on things that are this obscure, like this, like ideas you, like this, you know what I mean? You know, what's <laughs> like, really interesting. And I, I bet he'd cite this. Um, Kevin seconds went there really hard with his 
you know, second wave of seven seconds, right? Like oh, yeah. starting at new wind, he really tried to explore. He, I think that dude identified like, Hey, we, I don't want to just sing about things that make me mad or things that make me, you know, and, and like, to be real, I think all three of us would say this. If you go through the crew lyrically and song content, he's doing different stuff than his peers were doing. And he was trying to touch on different issues, not not always the best, but but in a creative way. And I, I I think we all appreciate the lyrics. When it came to New Wind and Past, he was really trying to to get some different energy out there. And I think Ray took a lot of that into Shelter. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent true. Uh, um, yeah. So lyrically, that's cool. Um, yo, I wanted to circle back to this, Tom. You referenced the. Uh, the like fucking true crime style podcast stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, have either of you ever listened to those? I listened to one because, well, it's like the most famous one because it's like, all right, I'm going to tell a very, it, it all makes sense. So Please. I listened to this wrestling podcast and it's like these two comedians, but one of the guys used to do a label that put out like mid nineties, like, like there was like a Ottawa Jihad split. Like he put that out. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, f- I forget the name of the label capsule. Maybe I forget, but so he's like a hardcore kid. And he talks about he's in, he's in a band called fuck. Um, I'll get back to it. Uh, but so, yeah, yeah. but he, his wife is one of the, like m- uh, my favorite murder murderer, my favorite. Yep. Murderer. Okay. Oh shit. And like, so like sh- he works for her pretty much. Like, uh, yeah, that's he's a, like that's their a, tour manager. Industry. Yeah. I mean, like it's enormous. Like, you know, like, she's a millionaire off a podcast. So I listened to that just out of like, I wonder what this is about because it's like, I don't get, find any real joy in that sort of stuff because like I've seen some of that, like not that especially, but like I've seen like crime scenes and shit. It ain't that cool. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like when you think about like, there was like a, like someone's child on the other end of that. So that's kind of the direction I was going. Patrick, what's your level of familiarity with the true crime world? Uh, it's council records, by the way, by the way, Tom. Um, council? Council. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, there was a capsule records also, yes, but it's sure. not the same. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually split in true Screamo style between uh, council records and a biology records, which is a good name. I think a biology being one word. Yeah. The guy's um, name is Vince Averill that I'm talking about, but he's gotcha. in... He's in a band on New Age, I think. No shit. That's cool life. Uh, doing yeah. d- doing uh, a, a wife who's very successful uh, podcast that has uh, listeners, and uh, y- you get to play in your new in your band on New Age. Oh, he did a, he did Abiology a Records, and he did a label called Capsule, which I think puts out like mostly comedy records. Interesting. No shit. All right. And his band is called Cross Control. Oh, okay, cool. From Los Angeles. Check it. Uh, um, so, uh, you, true crime uh, so podcast. I mean, I love 1090, 1090 Jake. So, I, I, and that's true crime. I, I, I can get into it if the person has personality or if mm. the facts of the case are bizarre enough that I'm that I'm with it. You know, like I'll fall down a hole. Like I think it's the Ketty murders are the ones that I'm like always Wikipedia. I've read that Wikipedia probably like thirty five times. Um, uh, I'm all right with it. I don't listen to very many. Uh, some of them are too dry. And then I was listening to one for a while that had the same voice actors for every episode. So, oh yeah, too much. So, so like, 
and they weren't terribly well written. <laughs> so it's like, so I said, Hey, what are you doing back there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, I listen, to, I, I listen yes. to one for the first time and, uh, not getting too heavy into it, but like the whole time, all I could think about was like, damn, this has to suck for the people, the families of these victims. Oh, yeah. These two fellas uh, are discussing like, like it's, I think I stumbled on one that was like a couple dudes from Canada. So they had funny voices and it was, they were fun to listen to actually. And their banter was fine, but I was like, damn, this is real casual style to be talking about like real heavy shit. Right. And then she, then they painted with her entrails along the hallway. Like it's like, what, yeah, yeah, like no joke. So I was, I, 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 yeah, that, that, I fell down that hole and was like, uh, was on a long ride home, not like maybe last week and was listening. So I was like, damn. And, and I was like, man, this is so popular. Wow. I mean, it's made, I mean, it's probably the biggest podcast genre, I would imagine. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, massive. And now, I mean, that being said, um, there are some podcasts that, like, I know that people are doing. I, um, I forget the name of it. One's like, like, kind of like these cases that, like, that people are in jail, and it's like helping, helping get the word out to like prove prove their innocence and stuff like that. It's like part of like the Innocence Project or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that, I think is cool. I thought like, um, it's not a podcast, but it's it started because of a po- like. The, did you watch the Jinx? No, with Robert Durst. No, no I'm, f- I'm familiar with it though. I mean, that was fucking wild. Because it was like, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, you know, that was actually kind of interesting, just because so, knowing who the person is. And so but, I think and, said, oh. sorry, Tom, go on. No, but I also talked a while back about there was a podcast called The Apology Line. I don't know if anybody listened to that. Mm. And it was like in the early '80s, this like art artist in Soho oh, created yeah. like I'm a voicemail that. that you could call and leave. Like, I cheated on my wife last night, or like, you know, whatever. Oh, right. And then it would a guy would call and be like, uh, um, you know. I killed four people yesterday and like, then like the, 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 the artist would like see them reported in like the newspaper. Oh, and then he was geez. like, I'm coming for you next. Oh God. Wow. And dude, it gets really fucking dark. Like that sort of stuff. I found fa- Cause it was also like describing like early eighties, like Soho in the eighties, not Soho in 2022. Right. You know, it was right. kind of like, it was pretty dead, you know, for but sure. I think like that sort of stuff is kind of interesting. But like just the like, here's this random poor person that was murdered in you know in cold blood. And, and here, let's talk know. about the details of that and what they no right I, just because like she was like stayed at the wrong Airbnb. Like that's fucking terrible. I don't I don't see the. And I know like our friend Anna listens to all those things, so I'm definitely gonna get a text after this. <laughs> but like I don't see it because no, I feel well, like the well, world's dark enough. Well, and my question, I guess, like how I can loop this in is. Are there moments or is there – it's like uh, it's a topic to kind of circle into acts to grind, what we do, etc. Are there things that are – are there things you can't talk about even if you're sensitive? And then are there things that you can talk about but you have to really watch your nuance and watch the way you say it? Because – I think the latter of those two things, there's things that are sensitive, but you can talk about it. You just have to be conscious of how you talk about them is hundred percent true. And I think we usually do that even with small minutia. Like we talk about a fucking, you know, seven inch records that somebody likes and somebody doesn't like, you know? Um, 
But then there's other things that are like, oh, is that off limits? Like, like to me, when I hear some of these things, I'm like, man, I get it if they're going through the details of a crime. But when they get into the the real nitty gritty, which, by the way, is part of the reason it's interesting, right? Like the details sure. are what make it interesting. Is it is it beyond the pale or and, and then like, do we ever go to things and talk about stuff that we shouldn't? Uh, you uh, this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Not I mean, now, you know, clearly I'm, I'm making a very big leap from the like, hey, <laughs> somebody got murdered and their entrails were painted on the walls versus, oh, this record oh, sucks. Yeah. Right, or like somebody pooped at the Turnstile show. I mean, that right. was probably, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Here's the thing. Broadly, BF and left and right over here, yeah. <laughs> broadly, no. How, however, you know, there's there's literally always someone. And, and like, I, I think that as long as that someone understands that it's specific to them, you know, like, cause there's things, tr- truthfully, there's things that I don't like to hear, you know, like I'm, I'm just like everybody else on earth. I can talk about how I'm not offended by anything, but there are, there's obviously things I prefer not to put in my ears, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, right. like for me, an example would be, I don't fuck with like, if you're going to make a, like a joke about people that are disabled, that joke's got to land. That's got to be like a very funny joke. Mm. And I have to know that you're coming from like, a place okay. where yeah. it's like, it, like you are not like, I don't fuck with that mean spirited shit at all. You know what I mean? So like that, but that I understand that's specific to me. There's a lot of people that just use the R word, like real loose. Yo, I mean, and, and just in a, a point to point, I've known you for over 15 years at this point, And that's, you've carried that from day one, never make a big deal about it. But I was thinking about it the other day. I was watching some TV show from, you know, 10 years ago. And, like, super casual dropping R's and super casual jokes on, you know, uh, disabled folk. And I was like, damn, that's wild. Here's the thing. Like, disabled is, like, a very – it's a fascinating conversation because you're talking about – like that's the broadest umbrella imaginable. Right. And I mean, to be honest, right. Like it's not even that, that's not even the term that, you know, it's, it's a yeah. blank well, term it, that we're it, using for, for ease here. Right. And it, it, that's true. It, it disabled still for our listeners. It's still, that's going to be the language most places, but then there's like a million subcategories under that umbrella. And a lot of times when people are like, you know, developmental delay is the one that people are, are often making fun of. Uh, but anyway, the point right. is, the point is that uh, I don't really fuck with that shit. However, I also don't get into the like I- the indignation of a lot of people that also don't fuck with it. Like, I don't find it funny. I don't like it. I don't say it. Right. <clears throat> but when people like use that, like have the same problem I do, but they get loud about it. I'm always this is like, sorry for anybody. <laughs> I'm just going to be offended by this. I always want to check your credentials because I'm I, like, this is a matter that uh, has shaped my life because it is part of my family life. So I feel comfortable. I'll say any fucking thing I want. I just prefer not to like, I don't find it that funny. Right. Right. So, but like when somebody gets real worked up, I, there's a part of me that wants to go, 
but what are the stakes for you exactly? Mm. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like like why, sure. why why do you feel so strongly about this? And look, maybe you're just a person that's got like a real sense of justice. Maybe you have like a like a developed sense of justice where somebody clowning on somebody that can't advocate for themselves. You know what I mean? Who uh, that maybe that just triggers you in the same way that I would feel that way. Like non-human animals, they can't advocate for themselves. So like I get obviously as a vegan, I get weird about somebody that's willing to exploit non-human animals, right? So like if you if you're talking about a population that can't advocate for itself in in whatever way, maybe non-verbal population or people that are disabled in a respect that they uh we have essentially what you'd call governors on their on their rights to some degree. Right. Uh then hey, I get it. But like sometimes I think that people are offended for the sake of being offended and don't have proper like they don't even know what they're offended by. Cause like, again, as a person who this has impact on my life, yeah. like if I'm just, if I just don't like it and can be an adult about it, then I don't understand why somebody who doesn't have my experience would get so worked. You know what I mean? So th- th- that's the thing that I occasionally run up against, mm. I guess you could say. Um, well, and, and that's to, to pivot the same question to you, Tom. Do you think that we carry the right amount of nuance in, in the way we speak about things? And I, I mean, I, I have a feeling that you're going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But are there ever times where you're like, man, maybe we shouldn't have gone that hard or talked about that? Um, no, I mean, I think for the most part, we're pretty, we try to be cognizant of what we're saying and, and how it can impact people. Everyone's going to have like blind spots. I think, you know, if oh, you're yeah. not being overtly oh. fucking shitty. Like, you know, then, you know, if, if you're making comments that, that are like, you know, unacceptable anywhere, then like, fuck you. But like, if you kind of use the wrong term, if you miss, you know, like, I think for the most part, like, you know, we're, we, we try to be as, as cognizant of that sort of stuff as we possibly can as for sure, you know, older folk, I mean, did we go a little too hard on the BF in the other week? I thought so a little bit. <laughs> Just because like, nobody's like tuning in to hear about like the sex life of, of Pat Kinlan. No, that's a fact. But, you know, maybe like, I don't want to make people feel two, uncomfortable. Right. The two hosts, the worst possible timeline do sometimes. It, so, uh, but that's their thing. Like if people are here to hear about like hardcore, hardcore. and bullshit. And yeah, whatever. Sure. 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 Yeah, I'm and, like, uh, for, yeah. Like making a joke out of that sort of stuff. I'm like, I don't know if that's like something that like, Probably ninety seven percent people thought it was stupid and funny and whatever, but I worry about those three percent every once in a while. So, okay. uh, being like a naturally born edgy boy, that like my career is always on a teetering on a precipice of something because I uh, I have a tendency to just say shit sometimes. Uh, I'm more comfortable with this than than you fellas, I think. But the flip side is that I also agree fully with what Tom just said, which is. I find it really fucking irritating when I go to a podcast for one thing and I get something very different. Yeah. I find Especially something fucking- jarring like that. Yeah, I, I agree. So like, <laughs> like not deliver- like, hey, we talk about fucking, we talk about COVID and you're like, I just want to hear about the, you know, I want you to hear, hear a story about killing time. Like that's but one I mean, thing. I get, but honestly, Tom, though, I would get that too. If people were like, yeah, I had to stop listening to you during the pandemic because I was COVIDed it out. And I don't come to you guys for your fucking, I don't come for to sure, Patrick for, for John sure. Joseph wisdom. You know what I mean? Like I would get it. I, I like, I'm not mad sure, at, sure. at somebody that would say that, but because like there's podcasts that I really enjoy that I'm not revisiting them until COVID is over. <laughs> so I would get it. But I think that, 
you know, like like we talked about, it's uh, uh, we're not servants to an audience, but I also think that it's cool to have people that come to us for a certain thing, and I think it's cool that we deliver that thing. So when we go super far afield, I don't blame anybody for uh, no for feeling for feeling away. You know, well, I but think a lot of times it's, it's fun. It's usually fun. I think people don't mind it. We appreciate everybody sticking with us. Um, I started this whole episode going, guys, what are we talking about? Because it's loose. We do some loose episodes. We do more topical. But it's also the fact that um, we're going to get to the hardcore, but we almost have to warm up to it because there just has been such a weird backup. So so some of it is, uh, hey, we're the cause. And some of it is, hey, this is the symptom um, of, of, you know, I, I don't th- I think that the last two years of doing axe to grind was a lot harder than the first two years. Oh well, I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, because we could come in and be like, "What shows hey, did you go to?" This week? Yeah, what, yeah, what's going yeah. on? What, what's this new record? What do you hear? This Listen. giant fucking elephant in the room that you can't ignore. No, and it's not just that. It's it, it's like w- there's certain topics that we're being respectful of. People like COVID put a lot of things out of a lot of people's hands. And that means that if, how are we supposed to talk about bands that fell off? How are we supposed to talk about that? You know what I mean? Because it's nobody's fault. So you'd think that because it's nobody's fault, you could talk about it, but you can't talk about it because people obviously be sensitive about the fact that it's not their fucking fault. Right. right. (laughs) And so, so to, to say this, there's bands we talk like, so I've gotten the message like, yo, you guys don't ever talk about code orange anymore. It's like, well, they're really in a different space than where we are. And they're in a different space than they were when we were talking two about them. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about two years ago, four years ago. You know what I mean? And so it's not – we could talk about it. I didn't like the records then. I don't like the new record. But, like, what's that serving, you know? So as the world turns, certain things fall in, fall out. Um Kind of just the, the, but but then it brings that question. Like I said, like what is what is good to talk about? What's worthwhile? What keeps it moving? Um, you know what? Though? In the right spirit. You know, I'm gonna say something about that to the people that that ask that. They might you you are the one getting asked that. So I you could cherry pick who who's being uh, uh, who, who is being uh, what, what would the word be uh, genuine in that in that uh, question. And who is trying to set you up for an answer? <laughs> well, and, well, it, not even. I would say this: if someone's coming to me for a cord orange take, they know flat what it is, right? So th- they're so curious my, my about the is, other two thirds of the podcast. My point would be: there are two bands off the top of my head that we talked about a lot when this podcast started <clears throat> because they were hot, and now if they if they fucking exist no not a kid the people in their hometowns don't care and that just happens but yeah. people don't ask us about those bands <laughs> so like i feel like asking about code orange is like trying to elicit a response because mm-hmm. I, i'm like frank about this i there's not a band i want to win more like i i like code orange as people and i also really like two of the records but i've been put in a situation on this last record where like, it's not to my taste. And like, for me, for me to jump out and like, it also is weird because if it was bad hardcore, I could talk about it all day. I would just be like, yeah, they missed with this one. I, it's just right, bad hardcore. Right. Fuck it. Blah, blah. But like, we're kind I don't want to say above my pay grade because like, that's not the right language, 
it's just a type of music that I flatly do not get. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's outside your spectrum of interest. You yeah, know what it I mean? is. Right? And, and like, I don't know if that's a generational thing. Maybe, maybe, or or maybe it's, uh, you know, just like kind just of what interest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right? Like, exactly. It's okay. So um, like, so like, I can't. This is me being sincere right now. There was bands that we talked about on our on our twenty twenty one list that they're not great bands, or at least haven't put out great albums yet. I should say, but they succeeded like I know what they're going for and they succeeded and they're, and therefore I think it's like very worth talking about. Right. But with code orange, I don't know that genre to tell you, even if they succeeded on this last record, I could not tell you like, so that's where I'm in a weird position where there's this band. I want to big up because I want them to win. Not that, not that we're going to put them over. They've got their fans. Whatever, no, but no, like, <laughs> but like I want them to win and give them support. But like, it's it's just a style of music that like like if they started playing like Gabber or something I'd be like yo uh, I hope you guys really do it <laughs> you know what I mean? but but I'm like I don't know what the fuck I couldn't tell you if it's good or bad. All right, um, to 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 bring it to music, let's talk about this really just to to loop some things in here. Um, let's I, have play a, the, I have a take too. Please go, Tom. No, no, you go yours first. No, no, I'm going to go to a Spotify game. So go. Okay, so here's something that is this could just be me, mm. but I wanted b- both of your um, kind of inputs on it. And anyone who's listening who decide, you know, once you hear it, if do you ever see people, you know, that you knew when you were younger that were like, you know, into the core, down for it, you know, played in bands, went to shows, whatever disappear for an extended period of time like i'm not talking like a year or two i'm talking like like however long like the strokes were popular <laughs> let's say five <laughs> let's say five ish and like yeah. right you know what i'm saying like this is mostly for <laughs> fucking your people that i see yeah and then are like so stoked to see blah 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 and blah 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 and you go mm, i don't buy it because I feel um, like I've seen so much of that recently and like some of it, like, so we get contacts, we get people that contact us and we're like, Oh, I kind of fell out off a little bit and the podcast kind of reignited my interest or there's other podcasts that play me, you know, like whatever. Like very people, warm feeling. Yeah. It's that's nice. awesome. You know, or younger folks that are like, you know, I never gave a chance to fucking 1.6, man, whatever. That's awesome. But sometimes I see people that I go like, I'm not buying this. And this seems like so fucking fake. And, like, it's not like everyone is going to – hardcore for people ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be sometimes that it's, like, the most important thing. Sometimes it's not. You know, we've all kind of – there's definitely years that I was, like, I would still be, like, I'm a hardcore kid. But, like, if you're, like, what do you think about this particular record in, like, 2006? I'd be, like, totally like, missed that I, one. I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Like, I listened to particular bands in 2006, but, like – not as extensive a, a, a listen, like a no. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody has their universe. Their, their, yeah, everybody has their uh, like, more dialed in and less left. dialed in. Yeah, right, and that's fine. But like, I feel like when I see people coming back because hardcore is cool again, which it is. Mm. Like, make no mistake. Like, they're like just like hardcore ebbs and flows. Like, it's coolness ebbs and flows. But then Absolutely. bands, you know, there's a ton of cool bands around in 2021, 2022 that like. Yo, man, I didn't see you at you know that uh, you know whatever show. So, like, where were you when Trapped Under Ice was popping? 
So his they were great. They were they are great. Yeah. But like no no none of these fucking like stragglers were like all about hardcore then. But now all of a sudden it's like people that like the number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like the stragglers. Get down! The wrath of the buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The wrath of the buzzard. P-R-O-H files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. You know, dropped out intentionally. Yeah, are not now back in as if they never left, and that pisses me off. Tom, this is like, I'm not saying this is specific to you, but I'm saying that this is like, there'd almost be no way not to feel this way as a New York, as like a long time New York dude. I think that the, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that there's some universality to this, but as a long time New York dude, this is specifically like. There's no way you couldn't feel this way. So like I, I hear you on all that because New York and LA are two places where like people get it in their heads that they can be cool and that they should chase these things in whatever capacity. Right. And like, yeah, you see some pretty corny things to me. I'm like, you know, look, I'm weirdly triggered by, uh, and I can admit this. I'm weirdly triggered by kind of, uh, classic or vintage vintage t-shirt hardcore <laughs> i'm triggered like because when somebody doesn't like hardcore very much but they're like they've and the, it's listen i get it everybody it's just it's a meme that i would call somebody out on on their fucking name three songs but like when you chromags put out really cool shirts like you know what i mean like the the two chromag shirts that you would see are cool I get why you would wear them, but like there's something very tacky about not like having like this weird relationship where you say like, yeah, I like hardcore and you just really like the Chromax shirt. You really like the shirt more than even. So, so it's like three steps, right? It's like, uh, yeah, I, I like hardcore and it's like, well, you really like the Chromax shirt, not, not, I like hardcore. I like the Chromags. I like the shirt. Which is like I like the shirt. Which we've talked about. I like the Drop Dead shirt much more than the band Drop Dead. You know what I mean? No disrespect to them, <laughs> but I I wear that shirt because I admire the sentiment of it. Like I think it's cool, and I'm that certain fucking that assholes don't get it. Yeah, love it. Like as direct a vegan message as uh, anti vivisection message as there's uh, ever been. So. <clears throat> Uh, and also fun, funnier, funnier than earth crisis. You understand? Like we talk about that kind of, uh, like how dour some of that was like how, uh, it kind of, uh, and and that fucking assholes don't get it is aggressive and nasty, but also snide, which I, anyway, point is the, the, uh, I'm not like the t-shirt police. It's not that it's, it's that (laughs) there is like, there's, uh, the kind of, uh, I've been out of hardcore for X amount of years, but the aesthetic sure rocks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, I find yeah. that I can even be a sucker for that. And go, oh no, come on, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the mosh retirement uh, f- fucking Facebook post right there. Yo, it's it's a it's a fun, interesting conversation because uh, you're both kind of looking at it in different spots. Um, Tom, I, I, I hear you because the 
the the because I don't know. I don't think you're saying like the person who got a night shift job so they don't go to shows anymore because they're driving for UPS from eight to four a.m. or whatever. You know what I mean? Or the person who had a kid and they disappeared. You know what I mean? You're talking about the guy yeah. or gal or whoever that moved on to another scene. Yeah. Or, or is or is like let's let's also say like I've said before. I feel comfortable at 99% of shows walking to almost anything and just enjoy myself. You know, being a grown man at, at like 30 plus, I mean, at a fucking basement show, you catch a vibe from people, you know what I mean? Mm. And you I catch a vibe at most hardcore shows. Well, I'm sure it's the same way for club shows if you're 50 year old. So the, to our listeners that might be 50, I'm sure that they don't attend very many shows, even if they've recently gone through a divorce and got plenty of time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I think that they don't necessarily like have the the, the kind of like oh I feel comfortable among like people that are going to be looking at me like whose dad is this? I get all that. So I'm not. I don't even gauge shows as the, as the thing at all. You know, uh, is so that's not where I'm coming from on this one. And it sounds like none of us are, but like. Yeah, I can get I, I still can get got by like a little tinge of anger on like I don't know, man. Like, you know, like it's it it is kind of to me it's a little bit more than a look. Maybe a look is part of it. Maybe for some people in hardcore a look is a big part of it and that they love it, they're visual people, etc. But well, I don't even know if, I'm not even talking about that necessarily. Well, you, Pat, you guys are talking through each other on this. Yeah, Pat's talking about the look being like when people <laughs> When Tom's talking about when people leave, maybe even have a little bit of a like, fuck this, this is stupid. Yeah, you still down, do hardcore? Down the nose look yeah. at it and then kind of slide back in. And, and you know, so, so and Patrick I, feels a way when it's like, yo, you, you don't really care about no, the music. No, no, no. So, so, so actually, I should be clear. Yeah. The person, the person that has no connection to hardcore that just likes a Chromax shirt, that's totally cool by me. <laughs> I'm actually talking about the same person Tom uh, who comes back and and you're they just love that look. They're they're or, here for the or even if it's the guy that's in the Strokes style band or whatever yeah. the most dated reference. We, we should all go to old prison right now. The Strokes. But that's where all these people like when fucking New York started popping for that sort of shit is when everybody yeah, left. I, I hear you. Listen, I like uh, the fucking Interpol or the fuck. Yeah, everybody for people that don't know uh Interpol I don't know if it was common knowledge, but it was somewhat common knowledge in, in hardcore. And the first Interpol record's fucking great. We've talked about it. But like somewhat common knowledge that the demo uh, was the the drummer from uh, fuck what, what label he uh, oh. yeah, it was the drummer for Seisha, right? It was the kid was somebody from Seisha was in Interpol. I want to say his name's Greg Dirty, is that right? Greg Drudy. Drudy. He was um, in Hot Cross and Seisha. Yeah. Hot Cross, thank you. So that Greg was Dirty's common, a better name. That's a that's his that, punk name. That was common knowledge, at least kind of. An, there was like a, a hyper adjacent, but adjacent thing that we kind of understood. And I think it gave some people a bad, a bad brain problem <laughs> where they thought that they could do that same thing. Uh, now, he didn't play for everybody wondering. He didn't play on the records that made money. He was on the demo. But the, the, uh, the, the whole thing that I'm saying here is, yes, uh, we witnessed the blog rock era. And uh, I think that there I'm certain that the SoundCloud era has it will be this thing for a different generation, right? Mm. Like what just happened in in like a lot of kids kind of like aping the Wicca phase thing. Like yeah. a lot of hardcore kids for like a year and a half 
thought that they were Wiccafes and did that. <laughs> and I'm sure that there's going to be, I'm sure that did you, we were all witness to that, right? And I'm not yes. talking crazy talk. No, so, no, that, that happened. Yes. So the, you know, I saw people that I know attending shows where it was a, ostensibly a punk show with no musicians or with no music, uh, uh, no live music. And like, I'm not even really mad at this. I'm, this is just all to say that like, it, it's, it, people are going to drop out and pursue other things. And we keep tripping over our words because we want to say that's cool. Neither of my bands that anybody would know me from are hardcore bands. Right. <laughs> so like, don't, I mean, who the fuck am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So, but all that said, there's this other vibe. There's this vibe. And I'm, I agree with Tom. It's, 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 it's not cool when you bounce out you, greener pastures, etc. Nobody's mad at you. But then when you come back, you kind of, you kind of have well, a little, like it, it's, fellow kids sort of energy. Well, yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. I'm kind of like, what am I a fucking asshole? <laughs> well, you might like, be getting too personal now. I don't know. No, no, but that's the way it feels like to me. It's kind of like, oh, so we, you know, I mean, I even look at it like, I mean, if we're fucking talking real fucking turkey. Yeah. Like there were people that were like around for like four years in the eighties. This is not me kissing your ass because we have plenty of listeners and we all know people who uh, still make uh, this style of music, like a big part of their lives and have gone on to do other great things that are completely unrelated. So it's not, it's, I'm not, I don't, I'm not treating you like a unicorn here, but like in your scene, I think that this is a little bit of a scene thing in your scene. There's a great number of people who could not pull off this trick of having well-balanced adult lives and also being into music. <laughs> no, because New York makes people crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, if we're so, being so, honest. So, so I think that that's part of it is like your location is like, because Bob, do you necessarily feel that way? Because I think that New York is so much that. And once you, once you get even like a hundred miles out, you're like, Oh yeah. New York's insane. No, no. I mean, because I Back think, me up, Bob. no, no, because I, I, I don't think it's just New York and I don't think it's just LA. I don't think it's any just Metroplexes. I think, um, anyone, and probably everybody in the sound of his voice over the age of 20 has experienced the friend or friends or acquaintance or person you just know who, uh, who drifts out of hardcore and like, yo, here's the thing, man, I've drifted out of hardcore and drifted back in and drifted out, Yeah, but, for but I long? never, well, and I never once went mm, hardcore. Mm, nah, that's that's my issue and i think tom I, I think we're saying the same thing it's when when you leave and you basically act like you're booking a one-way ticket out right. that's where it's like hey like if this was to you just this little thing for you that's cool like i'm to be honest i'm not mad at that time you spent and I'm not mad at when you go. And I, I, I kind of uh, pulled out a little more of just me personally. I'm not too mad about people leaving. What gets me is if there's like a, a look down the nose at it and kind of like, yeah, that's dismissive. That's yeah. Like dismissive of it and dismissive of it as, as a genre, as a format. And like, 
yo, I'll also be the first to say we can poke holes in, in hardcore all the time, you know, like, like my significant other whose primary musical interests are hardcore and post hardcore way beyond me. Like she just likes hardcore and will tell people she knows professionally. Oh, what kind of music? You're like, I like hardcore, you know, like Bane, you know, (laughs) like, like um, still. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. She she loves it. But, but she'll also say, Oh, hardcore hobby level lifestyle. Because if you pull out, it's the dismissive thing to say for fucking sure. But she says it partially just to be a dick because you can see people can feel it almost like, like we can be critical, right? And I I think it's worthwhile to acknowledge like, yo, there's a lot to be critical with inside of a place like hardcore. But at the same time, you can't deny that it creates a place. It creates a space for people. It creates a community. It is a culture it is a art center. It is for many people I know. If it isn't their biggest social outlet, um, for many people, let me rephrase that. For many people, if it isn't their only social outlet, it is their biggest. Yeah, that's um, true. Sure. And all that said, when someone inside of it wants to question and poke holes and talk about it and kind of digest it i'm never mad about it you know like i say this my significant other still primary music interest is hardcore still straight edge still into this stuff still you know the whole thing yeah that said when someone exits and espouses that level of criticism and that kind of critique and what have you it feels a little more like the um like tr- treating it's like when you okay uh, follow me on I this think you're one. nailing what I'm trying to say okay good I feel like for some people they f- there's an episode of growing pains where Mike Seaver holy shit here you guys wow. go um, <laughs> this, Mike Seaver I, I was I was aged for saying the strokes you're yeah, welcome yeah, we're really uh, yeah. going back now um I I hope that a YouTube clip of this exists Mike Seaver is sitting in front of a TV. Um, and he's got a remote control, and he's turning it on and then shutting it off. And he waits a couple seconds, turns it back on, shuts it off. Turns it on, shuts it off. Uh, you know, Boner walks into the room or someone um, and goes, yo, what the hell? Yeah, RIP. What the hell are you doing? He's like, you'll never believe this. I turn on the TV, and the show's on. And then when I shut it off and turn it back on, the show's still playing even when I'm not watching it. So to me, that is a lot like the person who exits hardcore and comes back to it is that it's sort of like, yo, like if you leave it for dead on the side of the road, it's, it's, you know, it's the American hardcore, like, and then hardcore, it turned to 1986 and hardcore ended the end, you know, like, no, hardcore kept going and it still was super important for people and less important for others. And these new bands came out and you missed some cool shit and you missed some lame shit, but it was still going on. And the people who stuck around weren't any less for sticking around. Um, and maybe you missed some shit you would have loved, but you leaving and then sliding back 
it's not, I'm not mad at you. Like, yo, for a lot of people, life gets in the way and they end up having other priorities. Totally cool. But for the person who exits and looks back and, you know, throws the, the match over their shoulder, go, oh, hardcore, lame. Uh, you kind of, you, you, I think you look silly if I'm being real, right? Like, the, I'm just the saying, people, I see you. Yeah, right. There you go. You're, you're being nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely have friends. There were people that you knew that were like fucking gung ho about it, and life circumstances didn't take them away from it. They just chose that something like fucking rockabilly was cool, whatever the fuck the story yes. was. Yes. Then fucking you know, mind force happens, or incendiary happens, or turnstile mm-hmm. happens, or something cool happens that brings these people out of the fucking uh, you know out of the the um the dust bowl. Woodwork, yeah, fuck. sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to think of the. Um, mothballs. That's what mothballs. Oh, <laughs> not dust balls. Yeah. No. Um, that's for our. Uh, that, that's for our. Um, what's our uh, manscaped ads? The, uh, the yeah. You got dust balls. We'll take care of those with manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so but when they come back, you know, like then it's like, oh, cool, you're back. But it doesn't. I mean, maybe this is genuine. But to me, when I see stuff like that, I go. I don't buy it. I remember you like kind of making fun of straight edge, like not that long ago, or like yeah. you doing this or do like yeah. stuff that was like, you made that choice and that's cool. But it was like, the it's the opposite of, it's like an Irish hello. Instead of an Irish goodbye, <laughs> people were just like sneaking back in the fucking party without telling though anybody. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and I kind of go like, like, Whoa, what the fuck are you doing here? I don't mind when the shiny penny catches someone's attention. I don't mind something, but it's, it's, if you, if you gotta build up, yo, I, I mean, and I mean that in both ways. Like, yo, the shiny penny. When when that era we were talking about, like, yo, we won't date ourselves, but like, there's a lot of people who are like, yo, hundred gex is just more interesting to me right now than than fucking aggressive guitar music. <laughs> um, whatever they want to say, fine. I'm not like if if something's more interesting to you, cool, go with God. But don't when if you decide that you're gonna burn all your old clothes well don't come back scattering through the ashes trying to find whatever's left you know um i was also told to clarify that the full quote was hardcore is a hobby level lifestyle like religion interesting <laughs> wow <laughs> um so anyways uh yo i feel you i get it i i think so what so, yeah we, uh, w- did anything specific kick it up yeah, a few things. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> okay, okay, but I just saw it. And I was like, yeah, like I just don't buy it. Like you, you're back, and you know it's people that I like too. So it's not even, but like I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know if you I know what really- though. It depended on what their era was or whatever. I think a lot of people have a period later in life where they've squared away whatever like responsibilities they've got, and and they're. I don't want to say they're on cruise control. It's not. You're giving these, you're shooting these people to way too much bail. <laughs> well, Tom, I will say this. I will say this. I think to, to your credit, despite the fact that you'll acknowledge like, yo, when you were in the meat of uh, law school and like real heavy, you weren't able to stay as in touch with hardcore as you may have liked. Um, yeah, for you sure. Still, but you I mean, were still I, able to maintain and stay at least connected and interested in a way. But and that is a, shows well, and that's a huge, huge yeah. credit to you. Like you were able to do something. I think for a lot of people was like would have been really, really hard. But even more so, 
you weren't sitting around like posting on your Facebook page like, God, I can't believe I went to shows like this. Ugh. Right. Okay. So Ugh, shows like this still happen. Lame, now we're you know? now we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Let's, right. We're all we're that's all more page. like it. Yeah, we're all on the same page, which is to to not have time for something to come in and out of interest. As I've said, there was there's been eras hardcore where like I liked one band playing. You yes. know what I mean? So it, sure, come, but you'd still come, go. Yeah, to come in and out of things, it, totally fine. It, it. I think what we all agree on is that weird like. Oh, you had to take a shot on your way out the door, and yeah, I'm even fine with that because you left for a reason. You you weren't enjoying yourself, like you were on to different interests. But then Tom remembers that shot on the way out the door because Tom. I remember everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tom doesn't let go of shit like that. No, I like the shit. I care about it, man. I've been around. For I a get long you. Time. I get you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't buy it. Like, you know, like. But I, I give credit to fucking Roger or Jimmy or fucking Ray Rabies if he was still here or, you know, like. Yeah, but it's, but the problem Those dudes that, never left. I know. But they, they did also, other shit. They, they've also got. Yeah, but like those dudes are in a different position because they've got a they've got a financial stake. It's also like part of their. So are some of these people that I'm talking about. OK. All right. Hmm. Uh, I just think that like, you know. Again, it's every place. Bob's not wrong, but I think it's a lot of New York. New York, probably. I was was talking about this with with a New York dude. New York makes people pretty fucking. Everybody's got a weird period in New York. Everybody has their weird. Like it might not be trying to be the next Interpol or the next hundred Gex. Is it hundred Gex or thousand Gex? How many Gex are there? I don't know, man. I'm I'm a thousand. He's only okay. Thousand Gex. Whatever. (laughs) I don't even. Whatever. I know what a Gex is. It might not even be that, but like everybody in New York's got their weird like thought that they they got something got in their head. It's just a phenomenon. I I don't know if that's true. No, it's not just New York, Pat. I want you to just take a second, like like the like meditational. Um, think about the people you would go to shows with when you were eighteen in and around Albany. And some friends, some acquaintances, some in between, some neither nor. Now, fast forward to other times in your life, 10 years down the line, however many years, 400 years down the line now that you're a dinosaur. And think about where they are and that they also have gone through these things and these waves of now disinterest and dismissal of this, but they still like the shirts. You know this is true in a place like Albany. It's oh, just yeah. it's just insane. Yeah, no. <laughs> Albany like like I think secondary small town shit is maybe worse than New York because in the secondary smaller or LA or San Fran or Chicago, but the secondary small town shit's like, yo, at least in the big cities, it was like, well, I understand you were going to like coke parties at Fashion Week and like fucking banging shows. Um here you decided just to go hang out at the VFW bar and say that hardcore sucked. Now you know what I mean. Like, Listen, damn, you're never going to get a defense from me because I refuse to say anything good about Albany. No, 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 so, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's not just the big spots. It's it's no, that everywhere. might be true. I just think that New York like deranges people. Like, oh yeah, that, that's I've never met anybody oh, in cool. New York. Everybody in New York goes through <laughs> some weird thing, man. It's it's like I think if you stay there too minute. long, you get. 
It's a thing. Honestly, it's a like, guy I mean, that's living in a garage right now in Albany, New York, saying oh, everyone in New York it, it, is listen, deranged. There's no way that you're getting defensive for New York. Uh, listen, I am a New Yorker. Of course, I am. I'm a I'm an Albanian. I would not defend Albany if if <laughs> there was a uh, for no reason. Right, but if but, I said every person from Albany does X, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa I don't do X. Uh, you know, everybody I, from Albany goes to trampoline parks on on major holidays. Here's the thing by themselves, right? If you guys said anything about Albany, it could be it could oh, be like, yeah. oh, you're a bunch of. He's trying to pivot to the not being defensive for a spot, but we we understand, Pat. We're we're not we're not we're not trying to say you're caping for Albany. We know. No, I know. I'm just saying that like I would I would accept anything under a broad umbrella as long as it was an, as it was an insult to Albany. So if you were like everybody, like you take one for the team, pretty much. I just would. Take a shot <laughs> if it didn't apply to me at all, I'd be like, yeah, right, yeah, just like fuck it, because we got the, you. You talk shit on Albany, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, anyway, I think whatever. I think we all agree. It's just it's just tacky to like fucking tap dance back into something like with like expected fanfare or uh, it, like kind of. It's just tacky, but uh, I don't see it as much, and that's what I'm saying. Like. I see it more on the kind of like I I think that aesthetic is like people that kind of like want to jack the aesthetic. I think that that's tacky too. Mm. That but it's usually again I don't have a problem with the rapper doing it. I don't have a problem with somebody like you know like I forget my girlfriend was wearing some shirt and she was like, yeah I think I have it from like an ex boyfriend in high school. I don't even know what this band is. That's fun. I yeah, like that straight. Up. I agree. I agree. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> like but. Uh, weirdly, my mom only- has a right brigade shirt she wears to like <laughs> go to like uh, she would wear it to like some whatever like seniors workout class. Uh, it's pretty I think good. I said this to- and I would tell her, I was like, Oh, here's here's this you know, this shirt was sold for $130 on eBay a couple weeks ago. It's, oh, should I sell it? I was like, Nah, no, sorry. no, no, I gotta go. I have a good story about that. The market, the market oh, bottomed out on that one too, but it's okay, yeah, yeah. In high school, you know, like a friend of ours, hardcore kid, his mom is younger, attractive lady, was in the DMV in a biohazard shirt. Mm. Fuck. And, um, you know, this guy comes up and was like, hey, you like biohazard? And was like, you know, trying to trying to holler at her. Yeah, kick it. And she's like, she's like, no, I've never heard of it. It's, you know, it's my son's shirt. I have no idea what it is. And it ends up being uh, Evan Seinfeld. Fuck. <laughs> that's fuck, amazing. That's like he was like, dude, I'm in. And then she was like, I have no idea who the fuck you are. You fuck, fucking that's movie. a good story. Yeah. Yeah. I like I the that. idea that Evan Seinfeld is trying to meet women at the DMV. I mean, that's the woman the- was probably, you know, mid 30s. Like, so, yeah. you, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, and he was probably mid 30s. Like, yeah. he was like, fuck yeah. Like, this attractive lady likes my band. I'm halfway in. Yeah. yeah. We're both at and the then, DMV. This is kismet. Yeah. You can yeah, like commiserate so about comment. like, what number are you? I'm 42. I'm 75. You know, and just like, yeah, I'm with <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was in. He could make small talk. You know, he could talk about, like, I just came back from fucking Germany yeah. and played with fucking Doggy Dog. So, uh, you live around here? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, get out of here. So what are you doing after this? Oh. I just played with Doggy Dog in Germany. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yes. Um we used to see them always when we indecision would practice at this place called Fastlane and and Fast and and Flatbush in Brooklyn. And every time we'd walk in, the, the guitarist Bobby, the guy who used to, would do the spins, he'd be on the phone. And it would be like fucking August. He's like, Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. We get back in November. We're like, What the fuck? Like he would be talking about like the tours they were going on. So like and they were always around. 
And yeah, so we'd be like, yeah, we're doing a you know week with fucking Voivod, them doing prong, you know, like it was you know we'd know their whole itinerary before the internet. Uh, hold on one second, fellas. You 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 keep going while I answer something real quick. Yeah, Albany sucks. So and Pat sucks for being there. And uh, yeah, it was just something that popped in my head. Like not that I'm yeah, like no, fucking staying it. up nights about it, but I just kind of go oh. like, I, I it it bums me out to see that that it's like. Oh, it's it's like it's, it, and this isn't this is almost it's almost gatekeeper crap for old people. Well, right. Well, so here's the I'm thing. not trying to keep like if some kid no, was like, "This is my no, first show. I think it's yeah, the fucking greatest thing ever." Right. Have a ball, start a band, fucking do a zine, do a fucking yeah. pocket, like get the fuck in here. It'll change your life. Like this is the yep. greatest fucking thing you can do. But if when it's like someone that's kind of like, "Yo, I know you. Yeah. You weren't posting about fucking hardcore bands for the last 15 years." Yep. Yeah, and now you're fucking Norman Corman. Like I don't buy it. So all right, let me do because I I I agree with you almost wholeheartedly. But let's 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 play devil's advocate and let's also put in the caveat because I know you're not talking about the law the dude who had to go be a longshoreman and no no definitely not. You're not talking about the person who had a kid so they had to work two jobs and you're not talking about the person who right yep yep. So this is about the person. Yo, let's be realistic. If Amanda went to shows every weekend, yeah, that'd be weird. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, it's totally weird. Right? yeah it's you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel I like, like you're still into it. You pick and choose your shows. Like, I totally. Oh, I mean, Tom, I think you would look at me sideways if I was going to like three shows a week. You'd be like, "Yo, you got of course." Two I'm like, kids "Yo, at home, like, what's what you doing, man?" Oh, yeah, hold your kids, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like um, that totally but, makes sense to me. But so the, for the folks that are this. kind of like, I'm bigger than this, right? So, how can we can we find space in our hearts to forgive them? Because I will say this. I do believe in uh, people changing. I believe in rehabilitation and recovery and all that. And I know you do too. That yeah. said, or my job, uh, right? I think that I think that some people exit, and it's a don't know what you got till it's gone situation. Come back, who knows how long? Whatever, because they had they were missing something. And it could it could be some it could be as simple as yo man live music this shit rips I miss the energy of a hardcore show and because both of us are the first to say like yeah hardcore kind of ruined <laughs> live music outside of it. yeah like, I can't I go, there, how are you guys playing a yeah, five minute song here I, I never went and saw Tom Petty despite the fact that I like Tom Petty more than most hardcore bands because I knew in my heart of hearts that like sitting down like tapping my legs singing along to songs i love wasn't gonna thrill me the way uh jumping off a stage to angry people smashing things does you know um, yeah yeah that said um also there's nothing so there's nothing like it so okay something as simple as that or the more like hey like you know thought i really had it together shit was good then i went through some shit when uh, i we have gotten a lot of people who went got uh, have gone through actual recovery and came sure. back to hardcore and found it as a, a safe, like not a safe place, but a, a welcoming place and a place they needed and missed. And when they left, they replaced it with things that they did not want um, any longer. So there are circumstances that we absolve. And if you think like uh, Robert Stack, if you or anyone, you know, is, <laughs> Um, do you, you know the re- the references this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Well, There's gonna be a lot of Wikipedia. In the VHS era. I, I I tried to slide in a uh, 
uh, caught a vibe. Uh, maybe we'll hit the 405 reference to try to like update us to 2021. But uh, you guys moved too quick for me. Um, yo, if there's if there's someone out there who's like, yeah, you know what? I fucking bailed on hardcore because I thought it sucked or I was over it. And now I'm older and really because I have lots of friends who are in that boat who I'm not mad at them because I think. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. For the most part, and the ones I'm thinking of right now, they never burned it up they never were like fuck that shit what a waste of my life what a waste of time but i i also can think of a couple who gave it the hard sneer and looked down at younger kids who were getting into it where it's like yo you were that 16 17 18 19 year old who it meant the world to too and now you're gonna try to be the 24 year old who's saying oh that shit's fucking lame dude like get out of here wait let, let me run something by you fellas mm. What if you like one sound a lot and that's what you're passionate about? And I know this seems impossible in two, in, in 2022, this seems very difficult to imagine, but it has certainly been the case at different times in hardcore, right? Where the type of music that you love simply is not being played. 100%. That's an interesting thing that we don't consider because right now, you could find at least a band doing revival from every era. <laughs> oh, we we address this. I think there's there's some youth crew folks out there who are fucking like catching shade. Who are like, I don't like nobody knows my sorrow. You know, like <laughs> Pat, would you stop shooting bail to these fucking dropouts, please? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Listen, uh, yeah, we can, uh, let's let's move on to the next. Maybe subject. someone what? wasn't playing a certain, you know, like, <laughs> and then they had to be like, "Yo, fuck hardcore, I'm out of here." No, catch in fifteen because we they're always, not playing fucking songs that sound like Lincoln. I'm out of here. Like that's yeah. fucking like, yo. There's always nobody uh, for all the things that I and we will espouse about hardcore. The thing that I appreciate a lot is that there really aren't actual rules of engagement. No. There's there's recommendations. There's things that can we would say enhance the experience, but we've also talked about like uh, Patrick. This is true. It's true for me as well. When things got dark in terms of what I was into at the moment, like stuff that bands that thrilled me or the or in reality didn't thrill me, um, it's not linear. You can go backwards and discover shit. You can rediscover shit. Sure. You know, so uh, shout out to those people. Um, guys, would you like to play the Spotify game? Let's do it. Let's All right. do it. Um, how many monthly listeners does Turnstile have? Uh, I'm going to say three quarters of a million. Okay, so that's yeah, I was going to say 750. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go 700. Eight hundred fifty-four thousand. All right. Um, how many monthly listeners does the band we were like, man, Code Orange? Uh, how many does Code Orange have? Two fifty. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to say it's, uh, did they just put out material? I'm going to say it's lower than that because I think there's been. Well, they have that video song. Uh, I'm going to say 200. Uh, 218. So that goes okay. to wow. that, but right. close. Um, how many monthly listeners does Minor Threat have? This is going to hurt my heart, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, why are you always trying to tell me Bob? I feel I, like this, I'm, this is for a reason. Go. Um, okay, I'm going to say uh, 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 half a million. Okay. I'll say like two, uh, two, 275. 272 pat tom good job wow so so as much as we're like man that code orange you know like yo they're getting the same monthly uh how about ceremony um 51 uh, okay yeah yeah that sounds about right i'll say uh 57 100 000. fuck good for ceremony good for you guys no new record in a minute either um uh, everybody knows the band Madness. How many monthly yep. listeners does Madness have? Just to give you a reference, uh, Turnstiles at eight hundred fifty thousand, Minor Threat two seventy five, Code Orange at two eighteen, Ceremonies at a hundred. How many does Madness have monthly? I'm going to say our house is on a trillion yep. playlists. So let's say uh, a million point one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say more mm-hmm. because because of our house. Um, two million, two point eight million monthly. Jeez. So our house does have one hundred seventy-seven million streams. Uh, wow! It must you be love. Talk, you sixty-three point nine. One step beyond forty-five point nine. So One you want to talk about subject beyond. matter that doesn't get addressed very much? Hmm. Our house is a great example for. I'm it, with that number of listens. It seems like most of our audience is probably familiar with the song. But if you're not familiar with the song, it is a truly touching song. Oh. Like oh, I it deserves every listen. Yes, yes, it's incredible. It's it's a wonderful song. Uh, my son loves it. Um, uh, how many the specials? A band all three of us are familiar with. How many monthly listeners do you think they get? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of. I mean, the one specials record is every song is good. Every single song. Yes. So I'm gonna say. I'll say a million. Okay. Yeah, I'd say like I can't say a million now that Pat took it. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably around then. I'll say nine fifty. One point two. Okay. Good for them. All right. How about Black Renaissance? Black Flag. Pretty big I don't catalog. Think that many people- you know. You want to hear something? I a big okay. You think Rise Above's not on any playlists? I don't know. I, Every I don't think it's playlist there is. Uh, yeah, I guess. What do you want to give them? The t- Tattoo parlor playlist uh, one yeah. and two. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 800,000. Okay. He I'm going to say way less than that. Okay. Uh, 500. 388. God damn. Sounds low, doesn't it? It does. Okay. Um, I just looked up the first man. Is that the first one that comes up for Tattoo Parlor? Let's see. I'm gonna see. That only has a little bit. That doesn't have a lot either. Tattoo Parlor. Tattoo playlist. Parlor music. Hold on. Let's go. Let's go down the line. Tattoo Parlor music is. Uh, uh, this Black, one's weird. Uh, Black Flag Misfits. Uh, Towns Van Zant. Motorhead. Uh, sleep. Sleep. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. What, what else is uh, in Motley, Motley Crew. Motley Crew. Uh, 
uh, um, Sam Hain. Yep. Uh, all Danzig. All Danzig yeah, project. All Danzig. Um, well, I just saw a tattooing music, and it's Travis Scott, Little Uzi Vert. Yo, I'm going to tell you the tattoo parlor the playlist I saw because it's awful. Um, uh, all, first three Metallica records on tattoo parlors. Okay, this is the tattoo parlor playlist. It's the first one if you type in tattoo parlor. Message in a bottle, please. Nope. The way I feel inside the zombies. That's weird. Uh, Come a little bit closer, Jay and the Americans. My sweet lord, George Harrison. Yeah, this is for people being tattooed in a time machine. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like, like, uh, okay, okay, Ramones. That's that gets played in the tattoo shop. Uh, T Rex. I could see that for the deep cutters. Um, Okay. Um, Is there any? We've identified some pretty unique variants of uh, hardcore genres. Bouncer core um, uh, comes to mind. Yeah, like uh, barista core kind of comes to mind. Are there any new variants that you guys have thought about or identified in the last year or two as it's it's all the rage to identify new variants? Uh, Let's see. Post new metal, uh, like like unironic new metal hardcore is is now not not just a like burgeoning thing, but like it's a full fledged like. But of course, this is. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say I've seen a lot of like winter coats on stagecore. Uh, interesting. <laughs> that one's kind of um, tried and true. I like that one. Winter it freaks me out though because it's like I know how hot it is up there. Yeah, <laughs> take your jacket off because now you're gonna go outside. You're gonna catch. You're gonna catch death. That's because you're gonna be sweaty going outside. Yeah, so, not fun. But all right. So here's here's one that I looked at today on Spotify. Let's hear it. Gun to your head. Who has more monthly listens? Spaz or Dystopia? Dystopia. Yeah. How many would you say, Bob? Would Dystopia have? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Dystopia has 28,000. I'm going to say 5,000 monthly listeners. Spaz has 11,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Dystopia has 60,000 monthly How listeners. How is that real? How is hey, that guys, real? Uh, the logo doesn't go in your ears. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, you can't put that shirt in your ear. Um, How nuts is that? All right, so, so I mean the the dystopia record cover is really cool looking, you know the the aftermath or whatever. Um, human equals garbage. No, that that's got to be the reissue, right? Um, damn, sixty. Oh, oh my god, fifty-seven. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, their biggest song is at one hundred and forty-four thousand listens. Like, and, and to compare that, like uh, Patrick, just to compare, how many monthly listeners does his hero is gone have? I, I mean, I, now everything is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. 11,000. How about tragedy? Let's say 13,000. If tragedy, if tragedy doesn't have more than dystopia, we can say with utter confidence that everything is bullshit and that we have to pull cards. I, this podcast has taken a different tone. If tragedy doesn't have more listens than dystopia, they only, they, they don't even have a fi- They have like a fifth of the listens. Are we fucking for real? Hold on. I think like we do we take for granted that everybody knows what good music is. 
I'm just going to ask you two fellows with no disrespect to dystopia. I no. don't know them. I've, I couldn't pick them out of a police lineup, although depending on who else was in the police lineup, I could have a good guess. But <laughs> the, the there's no comparing these two bands in any real way, correct? No. Try to just smoke some. Yeah. So like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Every time we talk about tragedy, I want to listen to tragedy. Every time we talk about dystopia, I go, cool shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, uh, that's that's thrown me off. That threw me off a lot more than Turnstile having They have as many listeners as Discharge. Threat. Yeah. It's Discharge. Wow. So part triple of this. Triple the amount of crudos. Wow. Uh, crudos, let's say 50. No, Kratos has like, three thousand. Yeah, right. Yeah, what three thousand? Like all these, other, like Newthgrush, four thousand. Yeah, let's see. But that right, makes let's see sense. Drop dead, drop dead, twelve thousand. Okay, Pat, you want to get real mad? Amoebix, yep. eighteen thousand. Uh, yeah. Should should be a trillion. Uh, Dystopia would probably be mad about that one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Dystopia would be mad about that one. They'd say, "Hey, guys." Stop listening to us. Go over and listen to us. Yeah, check yeah, this please. band out. Jesus. All right. Um, How nuts is that? I'm looking. I'm just getting mad. All right. Anti-CMX has 17,000. All right. Let's see. This This is wild. All right. Um, all right. I guess we're going to have to do a cross dive. Uh, everybody who's in a hardcore has to listen to the best cross bands because there's some yeah, good uh, Yo, can we do a cross dive? Yeah, we can. We can get some guests in too. Um. Yeah, Yo, let's do are, it. are we? Is our our listeners aware that you fashioned a a crust chat? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, I, the uh, bootleg Amoebix shirt uh, chat that we have that is uh, that is sporadic but really fun. Um, I won't mention the the participants. It's a small but tight knit group um, that always inevitably devolves into two members. Yes, um, back and forth with like deep cut takes the the deepest cuts on like, on with, like with, demo with level uk 82 or cross stuff it's it's incredible i'm i'm on discogs when they're talking because i'm like what i'm like it's I don't really even know. good it's really good I, and they'll be talking about like bands that i straight up only know from album covers and, and they'll be like their third record the third record what are we <laughs> like, what are we talking about right now so uh yeah i like i like the crush chat although I, I can't contribute very meaningfully to it no, I, I, um, I think our contributions are, are uh, kind of rolling the ball out and then just kind of occasionally like kicking it back in bounds. Like, oh, what about this, though? Yo, do, do you know what I like? I like that one member of the crush chat it, like is pedantic as fuck oh. and has to like and has has to be like very clear about. No, that couldn't have been 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I might I might slide you in just to, so you can witness it. It's it's really it's really like uh, it's a mix of the most amazing um, social graces. We'll call it like it's, it's just, probably exactly what I expect it to be. Yeah. Oh. Oh yes. Oh yes. Like the people that listen to this stuff religiously and they're kind of like. There's one excellent. who listens to it all who I think just in Ernst doesn't want to uh, participate. But I think there's yeah, moments oh, when fact. reading is like, yeah, and wants to get th- in there. There's somebody in there that never comments mm-hmm. who I know is knowledgeable. And it's, I, I want to be like, is he pretending that he, yes. does, like, yes. I, when they're like, when the other two dudes are like, no, it couldn't have been 97 because they were on tour with Prison Leg 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'll be, and and I'm waiting for the other dude to jump in and be like, "Prison leg sucked," and he doesn't even give us no, that. Yeah, it's so like, like <laughs> it's like like stuff almost feels like baiting. Like, oh, remember that that um, you know shit pants show at uh, after the Binghamton uh, punk barn show? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that one was good. No, like it seems like they're they're putting on for him. So. Um, all right, yo. With that said, we got any other hot topics? Because we're coming back next week with some heavy, hardcore conversation. Well, it, uh, well I think Pat new... besmirched my uh, my topic. Did I besmirch you? No, I think he he got into it. He got he co-signed. He he had Maybe. he had to get his bent his ear had to be bent a little bit. He caped up Maybe for I'm, Albany I midway. You know. Maybe no. maybe yeah. I I take hardcore personally. I get it. The, the uh, I just want to say uh, on new music level, I'm trying for this year because what happened in 2021 was that there was a rubber band effect where I don't even remember listening to music for the first like fucking five months. And then it like, I listened like from there on, it was like like, weird rubber band effect of like, Oh yeah, I guess I missed this. So I'm trying to listen to new music as it comes out instead of being the weird dude that waits until like all the hype has died on it. And then I never like, so I, Eternal Sleep, uh, a band I think is really underrated, just put out a two-song single. Uh, f- first song, heavy in exactly the way that you'd want from Eternal Sleep. Second song, uh, clean. Uh, like, not the song, but like the the, the vocals. Uh, I should actually check to see if it's a cover, because it's like, to me, it's like outside of what they do, really. Mm. But uh I'd be curious from our listeners, uh, which one strikes you more. I think I'm, I, I straight up think I got like a weird bias where I, heavy bands, I just wanted them to be heavy. I like, I put my heavy bands in like really tight boxes. I just, just be heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but it's good. Everybody should check out the new eternal sleep. Uh, I think it's just a single. So it goes by the single names. You can look it up, but, but, uh, anything that you guys checked out this week. Oh, all right. Yeah. Let me give you something. Hold on. Uh, going through my screenshots because that's how i keep music um i heard we should do a a playlist as like stuff comes out so like running oh do like our homework and then by the end of the year we go we have everything now yeah not a bad idea and not like i'll do it on it on spotify i'll hide it or whatever just so it's not like because we forget demos we got eps that come and go yeah um Um, the uh the tupperware self-titled record i really liked um let's see what else did i have here that's a flyer for so we weren't sure happened oh i had one yeah so i daffin from mark to mark for life sent me asked me about this band called circus if i had ever heard Mm, of it good it's fucking awesome but have you read the lyrics no pat have you ever heard about this at all no, it, 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 say it again. I'm reading the note that you guys sent like an hour ago that I did not see or guess. What did, I, what did we send you? No, actually, it's from two minutes ago. It's Never mind. two minutes ago. Yeah, that's okay. I don't know what's happening. No, it's ask me again. Uh, Sorry, ask me again. Ask me again. <laughs> um, there's a band called Circus. I think they're from, from Ohio. Ohio. I feel like they're in something else. We're trying to figure this out. Okay. okay. So she sends me the band camp. The band rips. All the lyrics are about. Like being a clown in the circus, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, like one of the choruses is like, "Let the lions loose." Okay, it's awesome, and <laughs> I don't know. She she reached out to them because like, yeah, hey, like I'm gonna play you guys on my show. You know, I think this is really cool. And the person behind their Instagram responded 
it only talking about clown and circus stuff. Right. And I between each each sentence wrote honk. <laughs> I, I like, like them more. We now. may put it out on physical media. Honk. We might try to play other shows. Honk. Like it's fucking. Uh, they're my new but, favorite band. But the band, the, the fucking the songs. Even if you have no idea what the fuck is going really on, good. rips. Yeah. Um, I, I like the stomach demo. It's coming out on Practice Hatred uh, this month. I think it's already on de- digital. Um, let's see. Do 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 do. do. Um. Yeah, all right. That's that's our goal. Uh, 2022, we're going to have a running playlist of new stuff. Uh, maybe we pick a couple tracks if they're on streaming to sh- throw up there so it's not like the whole thing. But, uh, Tom, I'm going to leave that fully in your hands. All right, yeah. So just shoot me a text. And we'll, then I'll we'll, make it, we'll make it happen. Um, yo. Oh, one more thing. Yes. Um, so I'm on the uh, Antidote NYHC 1983. I just wanted to no. give you an update. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, um, they wrote, I read all the comments on Reddit. I wasn't impressed. I fired back. Enjoy. So I know what I'm doing after we're done recording. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait. Can our li- I don't want to hear from the two of you fellas because I know where you stand on this. I'd like for our listeners to let us know. Is this fun? Maybe I'm not taking it in the right spirit. Maybe this shit is like. I don't it, think the spirit's like, fun. You have to make it fun. Like, I think that the antidote thing is is approaching a level that I say doesn't really exist. That you guys do say exists. That I'm now maybe on your side. It's gonna be hard for me to listen to antidote soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're reaching that point where it's getting like a li- a bit much. So. I want them to stop. <laughs> really just I mean, why? I mean, a bricklayer lays his bricks and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Twist of the knife. Um, everybody, thank you. Good night. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Thank you. Good night.